This is unstructured. Hey, Eric. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Which podcast, man? Oh, yeah. So, well, unstructured, your show, and then the open mic podcast. We're, I don't know what you call this. Is this an audio swap or what is this thing? I guess you call it audio swap. Now, you are Brett Allen, just so everybody knows on the unstructured side. Yes. And you are Eric Conley from Unstructured. And we've been on both of each other's show, but. You just hit a milestone, right? A hundred episodes. I did. Um, I'm I'm still tracking behind you, though. You're you're ahead of me <laughs> in the game. Well, so first of all, how does it feel to have done a hundred shows? Did you think you would? Did you think you would make it that far? Um, yes, but I didn't figure I'd make it within nine months. Okay. I kind so, of got two years, but things got accelerated. Okay, so how did they get accelerated? Essentially, it got so accelerated because I had interviews that were in the can, and I hate having things sitting around aging. Okay. It, it may seem weird, but a lot of this was spurred on because of podcast movement. I was starting okay. to do a second show a week already called an addendum, which was just kind okay. of like answering questions of the people. But I wound up having a bunch of interviews, and then I almost had like a glut. Then I'm interviewing people, and we're referencing podcast movement, which took place in July. And I'm thinking, well, this doesn't come out until October. It's going to sound weird talking about July. Mm -hmm. So I just started to pump them out. And another reason that I don't like them to age too much is... Quite frankly, what if I'm really screwing something up and it irritates people? I'd rather hear about <laughs> it sooner. <laughs> yes, that is true. I haven't had that yet so far. I don't think you have either, but that's a good way to play things, right? <laughs> well, because there's always those people that you talk to and you go, I wonder how they're going to respond to this when it goes up. Have you had a guest so far? tell you that's not what I expected or it was a little bit different than what I anticipated? Only in a good way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I have had guests say that they really like how it came out or they weren't sure what it's going to be and it came out better than they expected or they were surprised. (laughs) So they're shocked that it sounded good. Okay. I guess that's a good compliment, I suppose. Oh, that's that's what I suffer with the show and you probably have it too. I, I have to beat the bushes and beg and plead to get people to listen. And then they do. And the reaction usually is, yeah, I listened to it. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Surprisingly. Well, I was actually <laughs> listening to, that's hilarious, your interview with Jordan Harbinger that you did, which was probably one of my favorites because I got an email from his booking agent, which is his wife, Jen, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were wanting to schedule something for February already. So I was like, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to listen to your interview again because I was, I had a panic attack when I got the email. I was like, oh no. So this is really happening. And he had a really, a lot of good things to say about your interviewing skills, which I think is true. Mm. Um, do you remember that? He commented, you had told him you'd only been doing, at that time, you had started in March. Mm-hmm. And he said he was really, he thought you had been doing it a lot longer and was impressed with your style and approach. Do you remember that conversation? Not that part, but then I, I I don't know why I I get really shy uh, about something. Okay. 
So anyway, yeah, he. my point in all of this is, is that it's not a surprise that people enjoy your style and your show because you do really well. So that's awesome. And uh, you're 100 episodes in now. So if there was something that, and I, I was going to say, I, I, I get the email. The one that makes me nervous is, you know, well, I want to listen to it first. And then if I like it, I'll share it. Sure. I've gotten that twice now. So, and both times they wound up getting shared, which was great. But uh, I do have that fear that one day that somebody will say, I don't want you to air that episode or something crazy. I've never had anybody ask me that question. Can I hear it first? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was reading a thread on one of those um, Facebook groups for podcasting, and they had said that they had a guest that wanted to hear the episode first. And so I chimed in and made a comment on how to help them. And then it turned into a big, huge thread. Uh, (laughs) If it was right or wrong or not to do that, which I kind of regretted at that point. So I deleted all my comments because I was tired of getting notifications about this argument that was going on. Anyway, I'm, I'm trailing off here, but the point is you've done a hundred episodes. When you look back on it, is there anything that you would have done differently when you go through your interviews? Have you gone through your catalog and listened to some of the people you've talked to? You know, I hope to do that now more. I truthfully haven't had time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been so focused on just getting them done, getting them out, getting the uh, Facebook post out, the Instagram post out, all that stuff. Haven't had much time to sit and savor. And that that is something that I kind of plan to do now is slow down mm-hmm. a bit. I, I figure that now that I have 100 in the can plus, then people can't say that I'm a fly by night thing. Sure. So sure. if I go back to twice a week or even once a week, I'm still consistent. I'm still weekly, but mm-hmm. that can give me a little bit more time to focus on the episodes. I have some really strong guests coming up and I'm taking a, a slight turn in the, um, in my style. Like what, what does that mean? You're taking a slight turn. What are you going to do different? Um, I don't know if you've noticed lately, I've been interviewing a lot more in terms of people who are either an influence, um, Chase Hughes would fall in that category, uh, body language experts. Your FBI people, yeah. FBI people for some crime. I have, um, uh, Dr. Um, geez, (laughs) Uh, I've got uh, Robert King coming up again. And okay. He writes a whole psychology column, so a lot of psychology going into there. But I also have some other um, guests coming up, like someone who reached out to me, who essentially wrote a book stating that O.J. Simpson did not himself oh, kill okay. Nicole Brown Simpson. So you got in contact with that person. Oh, I yeah. want to talk about that when you're done with your answer. Because <laughs> now I'm curious. So for those listening, this is going to be... A lot of shop talk, but Eric and I have become really good friends virtually. We've not met in person. I think hopefully one of these days we'll be able to meet up maybe at podcast movement or something. But Eric and I have been basically each other's producers, I guess, to an extent. (laughs) I always run crazy harebrained ideas past them. I like I have ADD. So obviously, if I want to make a major change, I'll I'll text him and say, hey, is this a good idea? And he'll always ask me the why, but he was telling me about this other guest. And I want to talk about that because I'm curious about that now that you told me you got connected. But anyway, continue on. You're sorry. You're going through your list here. 
Right. So I, I have that coming up, and I just think that's a fascinating story, um, and a lot of people will probably be interested in that. It involves another serial killer who is known and was caught. Anyway, pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I, I was looking around on LinkedIn, and um, somebody had liked one of my posts or comments or something. And I look up people who like my stuff. If anybody comments, I'm going to look them up. I'm going to answer. I okay. really want to, you know, get to know everybody that I can. And that's the, good. When I looked her up, I was like, "What? A model, private investigator, um, a fugitive decoy." And I was like, "Oh, there's got to be something here." I mean, <laughs> you're like, "Okay, a model and a PI." I, you know, that just set my imagination going. So sure. I'm like, okay, well, she's got to use beauty to entrap people. There's got to be some really cool angles to interesting. out. So I talked to her and, you know, reached out to her. She's thrilled with the idea. And then she gets back to me. She goes, so what did you want to talk about? My life story or how my father was murdered or my uncle being an assassin, hitman? And I'm like, wow. whoa, what in the hell? So it, it's like, there's probably three episodes there because there's these major storylines and completely fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the turn. I still plan to interview the Haley Grips and other inspirational people, but the focus I think is going to be kind of on, I guess, if you will, communication, manipulation, sure. crime. And marketing can fall under communication manipulation, too. Yeah, I think you've done really well with all of those topics. And those FBI folks are definitely interesting, for sure, as far as what they have to say. And, uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's awesome. So good things are coming for your show, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because I've wanted to do a whole lot of pop culture and things like that. But you have helped teach me about that (laughs) i don't know i just i I find that stuff so interesting and i I think what it is is just such it's a a different lifestyle than you and i probably will ever have and even having a little bit of a background in that area Mm -hmm. i still find it interesting what these people have to say and sort of just what their life is like because it's so different than anything you and I, I think would ever experience. Right. Oh, I agree. And, but what I'm saying is you've actually taught me in the sense that how many times have we gone through the routine where you'll say, I booked blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Who? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm going, how can I really worry about doing pop culture? If, my exposure to it is very thin. Sure. Yeah. So I kind of feel like maybe I'm really not qualified to do it. And, and the guests who are agreeing are the ones who should say yes. I think it was, um, I don't know. It might've been Cal Fussman or, or somebody, uh, oh, no, actually, sorry. It was, uh, Randy Jones who I, yes, yes. I, I believe you found through me, but yes, he pointed out well, one thing he said that I really like was, that people who say yes were the ones who should say yes. Yeah, I think that's really valid. And, you know, I don't know. I probably send out five or six emails a day to people that I'm interested in. And 
a lot of times I won't even get a response back. And I've gotten used to that at this point at first, I or even, or even I've gotten some really solid no's lately for a couple people. And I used to get a little bit offended by that because I'd be like, well, why are they saying no? I've had this great people, but I think your point is great. Like Randall said, you know, some people just, maybe it's not meant to be as far as who is coming on or who wants to come on. And I don't know, I guess what we continue to take the big swings and then see what happens. Are you, are you just going to completely narrow out pop culture now, or are you going to maybe just kind of be a little bit more discreet about who you reach out to that you might have a connection with? I'm not going to chase it too hard. Sure. Um, Like I may, um, I have a soft introduction to a, a showrunner for a, a upcoming ABC series. Which okay. Is based off of one of the FBI connections. Okay, you're you're one of your recent interviews, right? Right, right. I, I don't know. You know, I, the intro has happened, but we'll see. You, you know how this goes. Oh yeah. There's a there's a courtship. The, great, and, the courtship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And um, I speaking of FBI, I hope I'm I've been in contact with him and his assistant, but I'm I'm hoping to have Chris Voss on. Oh wow. Okay, that's a big swing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Again, negotiation. See, these all are kind of falling together in in a fashion. Uh-huh. And hopefully Joe Navarro. Oh, okay. Wow. So you're stocked up. Have you actually started booking people for January yet? Or are you just kind of waiting to see what happens? Um well I, I've actually I have um Robert King again tomorrow, Chase finally on friday hopefully and chase may come on more than one time chase has a lot of subjects to cover sure and i've listened to i think every episode he's been on from everybody and i thank you for that by the way yeah he was great Uh, chase was awesome chase if you're listening yes (laughs) what's funny because chase i would not have come across if it wasn't for you because I I studied been studying hard on Jordan and a lot of his episodes, but mostly on him and feedback sure. things and certain episodes. But the Chase Hughes it didn't mean anything to me. And then you said, "Hey, I'm getting this guy Chase Hughes on." I was like, "Okay, let me listen." I'm like, "Oh wow, I'm totally into that stuff." Yeah, and- he reached out to me on LinkedIn like a while ago, and we were never able to work anything out. And then just as I got a confirmation from him, he. <laughs> he had an interview with Jordan Harbinger and I was like, Ugh. now I have to talk to this guy who just came on Jordan's show. <clears throat> and I was really nerve wracked at that point. Cause I was like, Oh no, you know, but I guess I turns out they had were friends and they had had a couple interactions before he has been with Jordan on other stuff. I think you told me that actually. And I was like, I felt less threatened in that my show didn't get Jurassic parked because he had, they had not, not nothing to say about Jordan, but just in the fact that, you know, he's a big guy and he's already got his feelers out for so many people. Sure. And uh, so Chase had already agreed. Obviously they had done a few shows together, right? The art of charm maybe, and mm-hmm. some other stuff. So it was cool, but 
I don't know. I feel like I bring a different flavor to these kinds of interviews, especially people like that. Mm-hmm. And just try and approach it more from like a student peer or a student teacher perspective, right? Versus, you know, a peer. Even though I was in the military, what I did was nothing compared to what he did. So um, it was more of a curiosity thing <laughs> on that interview than anything else. So it should be a fun one for me. Do you have kind of a, an approach yet of what you want to do with him or are you still working on that? Um, really, he's been focusing on, I, I hate to say that there's a rhythm in the talking points. Sure. I want that's to break true. out of that. And mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of my MO. It is. So I, I have a can opening question that I'm oh boy. going to send his way. <laughs> I've already told him. He said he hadn't heard it before. So I, Oh, I that's good. To, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And it, it, so it's, he... it'll be fun. I mean, I, I see a lot coming out of him because one, he's an amalgam, amalgamation. I don't know what you'd say of, of multiple fronts. He was sure. a pickup artist and kind of moved away from that. And I've gotten a vibe that he can't stand them either. I'm not really fond of the pickup world. Sure. And then he shifted into just straight out manipulation, but then also um, protection and crime, like, you know, dealing with the um, cops, how to mm-hmm. save your life, how to read people that are going to attack you. Are their nostrils going to splay, you know, um, for ventilation before they hit you? Uh huh. So all of these things are different subjects. So I can almost see us going down a rabbit hole of just protecting yourself in one episode and how to interrogate. Mm-hmm. And then another one, how to influence people mm-hmm. and how to essentially, and I think you said it on your show, get your shit together so people will actually follow you. And I like that principle. Yeah, that was one of the things that I found to be so interesting about him was I did touch on the police thing a little bit. And I found that interesting as well as, you know, in the workplace. And I think he said something about, you know, if you can't hang up your clothes, if you can't make your bed, Mm -hmm. you know, every little detail of that counts. And I think that's, we got into a little bit of a discussion off air about, you know, why in basic training, they have you, you know, fold your underwear in six inch squares, your t-shirts, you know, and 12s and and all that. And that's attention to detail. So yeah, I'm excited to hear about that interview. Uh, It'll be good. So you're going to release it quick. (laughs) You'll probably wait till new year's, huh? After the new year. (laughs) No. Um, it actually will probably be released the uh, last episode of the year. Okay. Yeah. So that's I like good. to release the, um, I, I hate to say biggest, but I, I'm going to say that's, that's most well-known point. guests. Sure. Um, Sunday night to Monday morning. Okay. And, and part of the reason too, I want to maybe slow down as well is I feel like I'm releasing so many that, there are people who are probably skipping episodes just simply because they can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah. We've had that conversation before. And I, I really want them to be able to enjoy the episode. And that also gives me a little bit more time to put the effort sure. into it or research because with chase, um, you know, how I research and I have a lot of hours in him. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good. That's good. So what, one episode a week then? Is that kind of your... I'd like to say one guaranteed. Okay. Probably two. Okay. If I can get enough of a flow with, let's say, my Facebook group, if it grows more and I can get more constant feedback, I, I'd love to. Let me steal it straight from Jordan Harbinger, do a feedback Friday type of thing. Okay. That's good. I like that because it kind of goes over everything that he's talked about. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm... <clears throat> the one I just released yesterday, that'll be it for me until after the new year. So, okay. yeah. So except for this I have, one. except for this one. Well, this one I'll release probably maybe New Year's Day. I think we can do that or whenever we can agree to do it. But uh, in any case, I have one interview tomorrow um, and then one on Friday. And then that one I've been working on for a while it's just been, she's a model. And so she's been working and we've been playing tag as far as her PR and I person have been going back and forth. And then last week I had some work stuff come up because my son, I found out he didn't have school. So I got him way earlier than expected. Hmm. So that one's in the can. And then I still have a couple others that I have to release uh, <clears throat> that I haven't yet because they are going to require some extra work on audio. So, mm. One of them I might actually send to somebody and have them do because I don't, I can't fix it. So um, there's just a lot of background noise going in between. It's only like a 20 minute interview, but with all the extra stuff, it, it's turned out to be like 35 minutes because of all the long pauses and stuff. Mm, so, try Hindenburg who, for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Like it was just, they were in somewhere and they were people in the background talking. And laughing, I could hear all of that going on. Mm. And so um, I've released all the other episodes that she's pitched me. So uh, I have to figure that out. But, <laughs> Is this Kelly but K? Yeah, Kelly K. Yeah. And she's great too. Actually, I'm trying to get her on herself because she's got a really cool story as well. She's a former reality TV person turned publicist. Yeah. So <clears throat> we'll see. And uh, then I've got a couple other people that I had to reschedule because of childcare stuff from another agency. So January's filling up already pretty fast. Well, you've got them definitely lined up. That, ironically, that's one thing that I have to work on is I think I'm going to have to start saying no. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I guess my thing is, is I just start scrolling through socials and just what others people are posting. Mm -hmm. And I go, ooh, that person would be cool to have on. Um, and so um, and then there's the other person that we talked about, the assistant to the main guy. And I don't mm -hmm. want to mention their name, but sure. I, I pitched her. And haven't heard anything back yet. So I couldn't find how to get in touch with her. And then I thought, oh, wait, she answers that person's email. So I'll just pitch her that way. <laughs> to So the okay. one that Laura interviewed. For, right, right. I, yeah. I, I'd recommend going to her site. There's contact there, I think. Yeah, I did that as well. So we'll That's see fine. how it turns out. But I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Anything else planned that you're going to do differently this year, this uh, next year? 
one, I'll try not to take audio for granted. I think I told you offline my nightmare story with um, Mark Bowden, which is one of my favorite interviews. Uh huh. But the sound was just awful. Okay. And I I went through a ton of work, hours, and a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> buying plugins and everything else to get it to the quality it is, which I think is a, it's at least understandable. And he sounds good, mm-hmm. but um, lesson learned on that one. I was having problems with um, the tool I use, um, Squadcast, not, and I wasn't sure if it was because my Mac had too much garbage on it or whatever. So I decided to rebuild the whole thing. Okay. Turns out that I was just a problem child because I have so many recordings of Squadcast that the huge catalog had been causing problems. They reshifted the way they were doing it. I did not know that. Interesting. But when I rebuilt the Mac, I had it set for just a you know standard settings and energy saver. Interesting. So what would happen is it would put the hard drive and the computer to sleep, etc. And my Scarlet is powered off of USB. Okay. And I come in here at the last minute to do the recording with Mark and computer's up. But, oh, shoot, the Scarlet's not up. Oh, my God. Uh, my mic. What? What? You know, twist, 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 knob, 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 over, over, over. And now, wait, mm, let me unplug the USB. Let me plug it back in. Oh, it's lit. Okay, good. Let's go. Well, in my knob turning, I had the gain turned up way high. So essentially, it sounded like I was in a bathroom echoing on myself. But she turned out really well, I think. Well, I, I hope everybody has your ears then. <laughs> it was it, it was a complete nightmare and it's so frustrating. It seems like, you know, the, the biggest interviews are the ones that, you know, you flub something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my interview with another producer of a really big podcast. But <laughs> I lost the audio on completely. Which maybe is still out there somewhere. Maybe. I don't know how to find it, but I'm going to reach out to that person again and see if I can talk them into coming back on. I don't know that I'll be able to, but <laughs> especially when I was, was really bummed about to that. Begin with. <laughs> yeah, he was already cagey about coming on and oh. I convinced him to come on. And then, I mean, pff, I don't know. That was a real bummer. I have a feeling that's going to come back to haunt me again somehow. Especially if I, when I would rewind up getting Jordan on, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know where it is. It's out in the ether somewhere. I have no idea. I'm going to guess you used your Skype recording tool for it. I did. I I, I sent them an email to uh-huh. find out where it is, but they're a company in Germany. I see. So I don't know where they are. I have no idea. It has to be out there somewhere. I was really excited about that. That was like a big deal for me. And then I was like, oh, I accidentally deleted it. No idea where it is. I Actually, I need to follow up on that today because now I'm annoyed at the fact that that interview never made it to air. And that was a good one, too. I actually did talk to him, I swear. But I guess if there's no audio, there's no proof, right? <laughs> it's like I'm a runner. We have a, a popular social program called Strava. And the old joke is, if it's not in Strava, it didn't happen. Right. If it didn't, if there's no pictures, it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. I was really bummed about that. I was like, because I was going through cleaning out things on my old computer 
uh, and it got deleted. I was like, oh, no, where did it go? And then, of course, well, that's a great thing about Squadcast is it's always there. And, you know, he's all, well, that's why we use this and not Skype. <laughs> and <laughs> so you had to tell all, him and suffer the lecture of well, being an incompetent. Rec- well, it's bad because he's a podcast engineer and producer. So you're like, oh, God. Mia yeah, but <laughs> the good thing is, is he has problems, too. So I don't feel so bad. It, it took us like 10 minutes to even get things going because he was having issues with Skype. So <clears throat> we got it going eventually. And then, but it was cool to talk to him nonetheless. So we'll see how it winds up. Well, um, I know he uses Squadcast now. <laughs> yeah, because of you. He, that, he even said that. He goes, yeah, I remember Eric. We use Squadcast now. He recommended us to that. <clears throat> they were using something else, Skype maybe, I don't know, or some other program. It might have been Zencaster. Zencaster, but they kept having There's multiple issues. Stream with, problems with, or syncing issues. Yes. So. Which is not good at all. Nope, nope. Um, no, I've, but lesson learned. Oh, definitely do. <laughs> definitely. And so how, how are things going? I mean, the show's growing. You're getting everybody on. What, what's yeah. Going? Yeah. So I just booked Dave Jackson, which I'm excited about. Cool. Thanks for that. You helped me figure that one out. He responded quite quickly. <clears throat> and uh, I'm very intimidated to talk to him, but I'm Shouldn't excited. Be. Well, I think it's more of like in my questionnaire. So if you're doing a podcast, you know, I have like five or six questions. And one of them is, is there any particular topic that you would like me to focus on? And his answer was, it's your dime. It's your hour. Make me look good. (laughs) So, And then is there anything that you don't want to talk about? His response is not a fan of hidden agendas. So I don't know what that means, but uh, well, 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 I already told you, I think he's a fan of the show. No agenda. Yeah. If you've listened to it all, it's a little conspiracy oriented. Yes. So hidden so, agenda would be um, a, a good example of a hidden agenda with Dave Jackson would be. So how about that anchor? Yeah. Yeah. Bait and switch. Yeah. What are your be- thoughts on? An- yeah. I'm going to try and stay away from certain questions about podcasting because I I'm sure not that I feel like I can do it better, but Mm. I, I kind of want to just try and get something out of him. Maybe that he's talked less about. Yeah. Sure. How do you feel about blue Yeti microphones? You know, nothing like that. I already know how he feels about that because he said that on your show. Yeah. I knew and noteworthy. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) he hates that stuff. He posted something on his social media actually a couple days ago about Apple being on vacation and people's shows not getting approved. That's true. And he said, just relax. Nothing Podca- Podcasting's been around since 2004. Your show will survive if it's not on Apple right now. Just give it a break. <laughs> you know, or hey, what do you think about, you know, getting your show on this go pandora or whatever the case might be um so yeah that that part makes sense so anyway i digress i'm kind of ranting but yeah i'm excited to talk to him and um i reached out to some other people david Meltzer, waiting to hear back um and uh 
an introduction was made to Chris Faff drama. So we'll see about that. Um, and I mean, you know how it goes, the courtship. We just talked about that. But <laughs> yeah, I've got a few people. Uh, Interview Connections has hooked me up with a few people. So they're coming on in January right off the bat. And so I'm excited about that. I'm actually interviewing one of their people tomorrow. Hmm. So that will be fun. And then, yeah, just kind of taking it piece by piece, you know, and seeing what happens. I... This year, I really want to focus on just continuing to build a brand. That's really my big focus is building just a sustainable brand. Uh, and so when podcast movement comes up, if I can hopefully go, have something that's solid to present, if that makes sure. any sense. You know, business cards and just really getting some more solid people in the stacks as far as interviews but really just trying to focus more on analytics about my audience and what they're listening to more of i'm slowly migrating over to podbean so hopefully <laughs> that's going to be a hassle i have to resubmit to every single format so i'm going to wait till after the first of the year to do that i've i've moved everything over there as far as library goes but right. i'm still waiting to get you know, blah, 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 and get it uh, over there completely so I can get more specific as far as who's listening and where and what seems to be playing better versus other stuff. So, yeah, it's a long, long game. Um, mm -hmm. The one thing that I've started to see happening, and I take it as a good sign, and I've read this as well, is that people are starting to say, I see you everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it takes so long to build that up, but I am starting to hear that more and more from different people. Like, yeah, I see your posts everywhere. I see this everywhere. I see, and it's like, okay, good. So about when I'm getting sick of something, people are finally starting to notice. Uh-huh. That's good. That's good. And I imagine it's the same with you that, yeah, I mean that. it's yeah, it's slowly slowly starting to to get there. Um I don't know because I do an interview show basically, so there's millions of those out there. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out that's the other thing is more just strategy as far as how to increase listenership, however that can be done. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's if Podbean will help that. I mean, obviously there are you know, I'm averaging about 250 to 300 downloads now per episode, Good. but yeah, it's it, but some others it's less. It depends on who it is. You know, sure. There's some that I'm like, Oh, I've got this guest, but, and then it gets the least amount of listens. So sure. a lot of times they won't promote it. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> and just trying to figure out a way to really like convert Facebook people to listeners somehow. Mm. Um, just, figuring out the backside of that. But, you know, I, I enjoy doing it just because of the fact I know someone's listening, you know, even if it was just one right. person listening, uh, that's one person. I don't know who that is. It, it could be anybody, but the fact that they're listening is cool. So that's, act that's actually a goal of mine. Now that you said that I would like to know who is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, you know, 
who, who, how I can figure that out. So, um, once I get everything transferred through iTunes, I can go to podcast connect and actually start to see more download specifics and where, excuse me, if someone's charting, if it's charting somewhere or not, but I can't do that through my current host, which will remain nameless, but they they just don't, <laughs> they don't provide that information, which kind of is lame because I want to know. So I'm hoping once I get things moved over, I can get more specifics on that. Actually, folks, um, I have a request. Please reach out to us. State yes. who you are. State if you have any ideas. You can email me at um, unstructuredp at gmail.com or just ericunley at gmail.com. I'm sure or, you can Brett. Yeah, openmicguest at gmail.com if you have ideas uh, that you would like to see implemented to maybe get the show further out. It's such a mystery. I, I don't get it. You know, like I think Jordan said this and maybe somebody else, you know, you're, or even Laura Peterson, it's like you're not the percentage level of you putting a show together and it just going viral is very small, if at all, mm -hmm. unless you're like a celebrity or someone else who has like a major following right. that can do that, you know, and bring the listenership over like the Adam Carollas or who, whoever, you know, that might be, it's far and few between. So just trying to, that's my, the, to answer your question affirmatively, just try and grow, you know, and figure out how to do that the best possible way and uh, keep the audience in mind and just try and get big guests, you know, who knows, maybe one of them will promote it. <laughs> <laughs> And it'll reach millions of people. I have no idea. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I've given up on worrying about that because I realized that if I ask them to show up at a time and do an interview and they do it, that is the only obligation that they're really. Yeah, it really is. There's no more past that. that. They don't have to do squat. They don't have to promote it. They don't have to do anything if they don't want to. Right. Realistically, they're on the show and I'm supposed to be promoting them. But I think <laughs> it helps build tenacity, right, as podcasters, because it really teaches you that it's not just to show up and record and then they're going to share it and it's going to get 20 million downloads like, you know, somebody on podcast one. Right. And uh, <clears throat> which, by the way, I found out when I was talking to Zane is that you know, those podcasters, they don't make any money off of being on that format. They're on there because of their download level and the fact that they do connect them with sponsors, but Podcast One makes its money off of advertising and downloads from the shows that are on there. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, yeah. Like the average is like 10 to 15,000 downloads per episode, kind of gets your foot in the door. You right. know, but the higher up you can go, the better chance you have of getting on there. And you have to keep those downloads going or your show can get booted. You know, it won't sure. continue to, you know, be on anymore because they watch those numbers super close. Right. And um, I mean, they do get a percentage of advertising costs. They, it's split revenue, you know, mm -hmm. but that also depends on you know, if people buy, are buying the products that they're pitching on their show. 
Right. Well, that's that with that 1000 true fans angle. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you have a thousand true fans and you're producing something they like, they will support you. And yeah, you know, honestly, I'm not that worried about doing a Casper mattress read. (laughs) I, I rather, and, and also on the promotion side of it, it, helps me focus. If I'm not worried about the guests, sure. promoting, I would like them to, but I'm not going to worry about it. So now how about if I just focus on who I really want to talk to? Cause I mm-hmm. feel like I can get in a trap of saying, Ooh, they're really popular. Maybe I can't. And I think as soon as I start to do that, then you know what? I'm losing sight of my audience and I'm losing sight of myself. Yeah. And I really yeah. should just be like, Oh no, I'm dying to talk to that person because, Oh my God, they're so cool. Like mm-hmm. Chris Boss. I want to talk to Chris Boss. I want to talk to Chase Hughes. I mean, um, the people I just named earlier. I want to know how in the hell are you going to s- explain away the OJ thing? Um, this oh, is, yeah. This is, you know, what am I going to tune into as a listener versus, oh, that's a person with a big following. Boy, I'd like to have them on. And and, and that's something that I have to Yeah, work I mean, it's... It's easy subconsciously to do that because you might think, oh, maybe they'll promote the episode. Sure. Or even the ones that have smaller followings but are super popular, they don't promote it either. Or they'll maybe do like an Instagram screenshot, put it in their stories and do, you know, click here to listen or swipe up here. Um, I have one interview that I did with Justin Peck his agency actually has it in the bio of their Instagram. Hmm. So that's cool. And I've been getting a lot of plays on that because it's in their bio. So yeah. And then Kelly who works with Jade umbrella, they work together and they've, you know, pitched me a few more people. So we're just trying to figure out how to get them LinkedIn, but I'm cool with, people pitching me that stuff if they want to keep pitching it then it makes my job easier uh and they're quality people i think you know interview connections all of those folks who are just killing it as far as production companies sure so we're going into 45 minutes here (laughs) trying to wrap it up yeah so i wanted to ask you about the oj guy did you finally get in connection with him yes so what is that going to look like? If, I don't want to give too much away because unless it's... I haven't interviewed him yet. Um, I I have the book. I haven't had time to read it. And I, I don't know that I will ahead of time. <laughs> but um, I basically know who he said did it, what is going on. He laid it all out. And that's what we'll go over. I, I don't want to have any spoilers because i need people to listen that's awesome that'll be good only you would get an interview like that he reached so, out to me so i, I felt how really did he good. find you how did he find you i'm not sure he just said that he did when he was searching around and i seem like the type who would be interested in his story <laughs> and i'm like well actually yes <laughs> i am interesting well that'll be cool that'll be awesome yeah, I'm looking for good. And I I do plan to keep surprises coming. That's good. Surprises are good. Only good surprises. <laughs> well, this is true. 
Uh, well, happy new year, my friend. It's been a good you run. Too. Yeah. So of course, if people want to listen to your show, how can they do that? Unstructured. Unstructured. And your show's available everywhere. Yeah. Except for Pandora. Uh, well, well, we'll all wait for that, right? <laughs> Everybody wants to be on there. Of course. Some people are even saying that they don't think Pandora is going to be around much longer. I don't know how true that is. And Spotify is giving them a run for their money, and that's why they've expanded their market to podcasting, is because they're losing listenership. Well, they also were bought out by Sirius. Oh, were they really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. It's really a serious play. Hmm. Interesting. Because well, satellite's not the strongest thing out there. Mm-mm. So Sirius has to move into it now. Another reason that you know Spotify's focus on podcasts. And Pandora is Spotify is smart to do podcasts. Think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. You get people who pay the uh, $10 a month or whatever to subscribe. Mm-hmm. And whenever they play music, you have to pay an artist. But if you get those same people to waste an hour or two or play a podcast for an hour or two and maybe 20 fewer songs, you're paying less royalty fees out of the uh, money. So it's smart. Yeah, that. That makes perfect sense. Huh. Well, we'll see what 2019 brings. And everybody who listens to my show, thank you, who follows and subscribes and joins in every day or every week whenever I decide to release an episode. I like to keep <laughs> people on their toes. I say it's my last one and then I release one more. So I have it's like money burning a hole in your pocket. Exactly. Uh, and my show, The Open Mic Podcast with Brett Allen, is available everywhere as well, except Pandora, maybe one day. Or you can go to my website, theopenmicpodcast.net. And this episode that you're listening to today will probably air around New Year's-ish, maybe New Year's Day. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Soon. All right, Eric, thanks a lot, my friend, for hanging out with me today. And uh, what time is it there? 7-11, so it's almost bedtime, right? Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not that old, dude. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. We'll talk to you soon.